Good day, and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. I'm Associate Editor Elijah Poindexter. Recently, I spoke with Paul Taylor, Chief Executive Officer with Core Cloud Provider Thought Machine. I spoke to Mr. Taylor about best practices for core and cloud adoption for banks, along with some potential risks for over-automation. For banks who have successfully already, you know, enabled a cloud migration strategy or who are, you know, successful in their digital just strategy period, what are they doing right? So, so what are some of the best practices there that you've seen that you think could, could apply to banks who haven't really started that journey yet? Yeah, the, the first thing I'd say would be be properly cloud native. You know, the, the cloud is it, it's, 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 it's a full new type of infrastructure and it has its strengths and weaknesses, but if you don't play to the cloud's strengths, then kind of what's the point? You might you might have outsourced, you're effectively just outsourced the hardware maintenance of the system to somebody else, but you haven't really changed much else. But to fully embrace cloud native means that you you, you put all the applications in containers, uh, uh, you you know you run them in pods, you have uh, elastic scalability, you have the ability to do upgrades without any downtime, you have you know, fall over between data centers. You have all this amazing stuff. And that really gives you a huge advantage. And all the things that one would need to do manually in a data center can be done automatically in the cloud. So that's the first thing. So really kind of embrace it and commit to it rather than just getting your old software to run on it. And then the second thing I would do is I would say, you know, use this opportunity to automate your bank. You know, as we all know, banks have just suffered from a horrendous lack of automation and and, and, and processes there. Uh, and as you said when you came in, you know, in the COVID era, you know, it's pressing more than ever because, you know, we cannot suffer the same disruption to physical branches, to call centers, uh, to people who need to be in the office. You know, we can't do this. And, and hopefully we're coming past the end of COVID. But, uh, but a lesson I think we'll learn is just similar to the financial crisis that regulators and governments will ask businesses, especially businesses, that are considered to be key parts of infrastructure, that you must have a, a strategy that is completely robust to any level of future pandemic or any level of disruption and things like this. And a huge part of that is is, is automation all the way through. Uh, so I would do that. And of course, you know, the, the, the cloud feels new in banking, but it isn't particularly new uh, for many other industries. So, uh, you know, we, we can look at, you know, uh, the streaming uh, giants, you know, uh, or we can look at uh, any other kind of web companies or e-commerce companies and see what they've done and, and, and see what scales for them. See, so see how customer engagement is there. So, so one has to make, you know, a, a leap a bit from the banking world, but you don't have to see that, you don't have to go into the idea that, that this is radically new. It, it, it is pretty new in banking, but it's not so new in the rest of the world. Are there any, you know, kind of the flip side of that, what are some pain points, if there are any, that you can identify when it comes to uh, migrating over? What, what, what's something that a lot of banks, even if they have done it su- successfully, what are some points that they may have struggled with that other banks can take lessons from? Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that, uh, I, I think there's something that's difficult is there's, there's no kind of, there's no decent halfway house between the old infrastructure and the new, so, so sometimes, you know, a lot of stuff has to be moved. Uh, I certainly know a lot of banks have suffered with the kind of cloud native skill set, and um, you know there's there's a lot of stuff to be a lot of stuff to be done. So it, it's a very good it's, as you know it's a very good hiring market, but it's a very good hiring market if you're a, if you're if you're a cloud native person. So 
I would say the biggest thing, once you're a cloud person, you have it in your head and, and you know how to do it, and, and it doesn't seem particularly difficult. In fact, it seems to be far easier than, than, than kind of manually building a data center or, or building a system. But getting getting all that uh, uh, into the bank. I also think there's a cultural aspect to it that, that, that new things are new things bring with them more questions, and the questions are, you know, how much is it better? How safe is it? You know, what's the integrity of our data? Um, what what's the regulatory framework? And yeah, and the, you know, we're mature enough that we've got pretty good answers to that, but not everybody at a bank knows those answers. So uh, those are good questions to ask, but we don't have to pretend that this is the first time we're uh, uh, this is the first time we're we're uh, we're facing them. Do you worry or do you see any points where over over automation uh, might come into play? So maybe wealth management, you know, like robo advisors or financial literacy. Do you see any, you know, any area where over automation may come into play and may harm the viability of a bank's uh, strategy? Yeah, I mean, uh, so, so I think that's an excellent question. First of all, I mean, nobody really wants to. Nobody mourns the days when everybody had to add up the ledger by hand. Um, uh, my uncle worked in the bank, and he added up the ledger by hand. You know, and uh, and, and nobody really mourns mourns that loss of that loss of the human touch, or to do all the checks, or to move all the balances, calculate all the interest. So, so all that kind of mechanical stuff, um, all that should be done. But that also includes, you know, things like you know onboarding. Uh, that includes things like storing documents and presenting things and doing forms and you know, taking mortgage applications, so all that. But, but there is absolutely an intelligence layer in the bank. And um, I think there's very good arguments that people are, you know, people make good decisions when it comes to, say, you know, uh, final credit checks or people make good decisions at assessing risk. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a proponent for turning all those over, over to robo-advisors. Um, I mean, and, and I, I'm not an expert in the in the investment banking space, but there's, I mean, you know, there's already people who worry that the number of passive funds, you know, has already, you know, got to such a level whereby, you know, who are the passive funds following? Are they following each other or are they following, you know, the, the, uh, the genuine market makers? Uh, so, so, but the goal is to get all the, all the grunt work done in a completely automated fashion. The, the thing where there's genuinely no opinion, that, that there's no need for, human intervention or judgment and things like that, just the mechanics of the bank, moving money, storing money, calculating interest, calculating fees, getting everything nice and safe and sound, making sure it never falls over. All that can be automated. And uh, and I, I, I certainly know that there's banks who very much hope to have more customer-facing staff engaged in um, you know high-level activities, given the fact that the automation will free up some budget. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news. You can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please do not hesitate to rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you.